And we're all good. Okay, welcome back to tonight's edition of, of, of Nightly Halacha. Amir uh, Sashem, next week uh, during Chol Moe, we should be able to get back to Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we'll try to uh, go forward. Um, if I miss any nights, I, I, a good idea was suggested that I record that night at a different time and, and upload it to the podcast so we keep the consistency of that. So we're gonna, we'll try to do that, but I, I, I hope uh, I generally not in any other location at 9 o'clock at night. So, so hopefully we'll be able to, we'll be able to do it on a consistent basis. Okay. Um, now tonight I wanted to discuss a little bit the mitzvah of lulav and esrog. So there are there are there are there are two parts to the mitzvah of lulav and esrog. I'm not going to get into the minutia of what's a kosher lulav, what's a kosher esrog. You know we have we know that the the spine has to be straight. It can't have any breaks in the spine. Uh, you know, and, this, and the, the tops can't, and the adasim, the rubbers can't be cut off. Esrog can't have a hole in it. The pitum, if it grows with a pitum, can't be rough. Yeah, I'm not gonna, there's a lot of, it, it, it's a long discussion. There's forum written on on what's what's considered a kosher lulav and a kosher esrog. So we're, we're not going to get into that tonight. Uh, but but I wanted to talk about the actual mitzvah itself. So there, there, are, there are two aspects to the mitzvah. Um, aspect number one is the mitzvah of lulav in general, which applies to the, to the masses. And, and aspect number two was a mitzvah that applied only in the base of Migdash, but we'll see that we have picked, we have taken it on ourselves as well. So the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tov Reish Nun Ches in Orachayim says, Mina Torah, Ein Mitzvah Lulav Chutz Migdash, Ella Yom Rishon. He says, Minat Torah, the mitzvah of lulav is only on the first day. So we're going to talk in a couple of minutes. That therefore, there are certain uh, strictnesses that we apply on the first day. Now, how, why is that? Because it says in the Pasuk, In the mitzvah of lulav, the Torah describes that, that you have to take the lulav only on the first day. Then the Pasuk, which is the second aspect of the mitzvah, says, um, it says, You shall rejoice in front of Hashem seven days. So the Gemara tells us that means that in the Beis HaMikdash, the mitzvah of Lulav was all seven days. And in the Medinos, meaning outside the Beis HaMikdash, only one day. Now, came along Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, who lived at the time of the Chorban, and was the head of the Jewish world, and he made the famous decision to ask for the city of Yavne v'chachameh. Anyway, he made many takonos. He said that that in order to to hope and and rebuild the base of Megdash, we have to do do acts that remind us of the base of Megdash. We have to keep the memory of the base of Megdash alive. The, the Gemara said, drisha. We have to sort after the base of Megdash. So Rehoboam and Zagre said, that's not just by mourning it. That's not just by having Tisha B'Av in the three weeks and the fast days. No, we have to do some of the, we have to keep it alive in a very positive manner. So he made Takanos that we should remember the base of Megdash. One of the Takanos he made was that we take Lulav even, even outside of, of the base of Megdash all seven days. And, and, and the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says, Zecher Lemigdash. It's specifically to remember the base of Megdash. So, so therefore, as Shogunara says, And therefore, based on Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai, um, we take the Lula all seven days. Um, and follow up to that is Biyoma Shabbos, Eno Notel Afilo Imhu Yom Rishon. But on Shabbos, we don't 
we don't take we don't take uh, lulav at all, even even uh, even on the first day. Even though technically we have a principle that says that we have a positive commandment and a negative commandment, the positive commandment of lulav and the negative commandment of Shabbos, generally we say say dolcha losa, say a positive commandment pushes away a negative commandment. But the, but Rabbah and the Gemara said that he was afraid that people would, would end up violating Shabbos by carrying the lulav in public. Same thing by a shofar and the same thing by Megillah. So therefore he said that we don't take the lulav on Shabbos. So we don't take it on the first day and we don't take it if there would be a, a there would be a cholamoy. Um, there's one um, technical note that comes out of the fact that the Pasuk says, you should take for you the lulav on the first day. So the Gemara learns out, lachem mishelachem. Lachem mishelachem means that the lulav has to belong to you. It's not enough to just pick up any random lulav and make a bracha on it on the first day. It could be this, this only applies on the first day. But, but in fact, the lulav actually has to belong to you and you have to own, own your lulav. As the Shulchan Aruch says, in Adam Rishon, a person does not fulfill the mitzvah of lulav on the first day. Lulav from a borrowed lulav that you, you took from your friend. Um, mutter. And even if a person says, take it until you fulfill the mitzvah, that's not good enough. In order, in order for, to use somebody else's lula, they actually have to designate it to you as a matana, as a gift. They can say, here, you take it, it's yours. And even if you do it, so that's the only, so in other words, if, if, let, let's say I don't have a lulav and I want to borrow somebody else's lulav on the first day. So the, the arrangement and the deal that, that has to be made is that I have to, I have to take it as what's called a matana al-manas lahachser. It's a gift that has a condition. Now, the, the halacha says that havi matana, that it's still considered a gift. If I give it to you, uh, but I say, it's yours, but I want it back. So I know in American society we call it Indian givers, but but it's not meant that way. It, it's meant the halacha that I can give you my lulav as a gift, and then you can give it back to me on the on on the uh, and then give it back to me after you fulfill the mitzvah. Um, there is um there is a a discussion. Uh, let's say a parent buys a lulav for their child. So there is a discussion if the if the child has to do anything. So many say that, that that at least the child should give a dollar or should give some amount of money to and uh, make a kenyan to acquire the lulav so the lulav actually becomes yours. Uh, again, this would only apply on the first day. Uh, this year we don't have the first day because we're not we're not taking lulav uh, on on Shabbos. Um, one last thing I'll mention tonight, and maybe we'll talk more about it during Cholamoi, is is that 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 we we not we use the lulav not just for the mitzvah. Now, just I want to point this out: the mitzvah is actually just to hold the lulav. The shaking is a hinder. The shaking is a, is an aspect of the mitzvah, but it's not the actual mitzvah. The mitzvah is to pick it up. So that's why when we pick up the lulav and esrog, we hold the esrog upside down. 
because if I held it the right way and I held them all four together, you fulfilled the mitzvah and you wouldn't be technically allowed to make the bracha. So therefore, a person should be careful to pick up the esrog upside down. You say the bracha, you know, on the first day, on this year, the second day, we'll say shechlianu, then you turn the esrog and you hold it together as one as one unit. Halacha is that the arba minim it's four or nothing. It doesn't work if you had, unlike, let's say, the mitzvah of like tefillin, if you only have one of them, you still put that one on. When it comes to Lulav and Esau, it's all four or not at all. And so you hold it together, and then there is an Indian of shaking. And then there's also an Indian of we walk around the shul, we say Hoshanos, and, and the different uses that we have for the Lulav. So, so that maybe Mishan will talk about uh, next week. Um, we'll talk about Hoshanos, we'll talk about Hoshana Rabbah, Simchas Torah, and some of the, the different things that come that come up vis-a-vis the lulav. Oh, Rabbi, I have a question about what you said earlier. Yeah. Um, regarding when you were giving it to someone um, to, to say the bracha, and you have to, you know, giving it as a gift, but really it's right. yours type of thing. Is that something that has to be, like, actually verbalized, or yes. you just yes. know? Yeah, you're supposed to verbalize. To verbalized. You're supposed to say, if someone, on the first day, on the first day, if someone doesn't have a lulav and you want to give them their lulav, you say to them, you're acquiring this lulav for now, but you're going to give it back to me afterwards. That's called a matana amanas lahachse. And okay. yes, I, I think it should be, uh, I, I think it should be verbalized. And I, I think okay. also in cases of parents who buy for their children who are over but so the child should make some kind of kinyan to acquire the lulav, maybe give a dollar, maybe uh, do, do some kind of, of of chazaka, some kind of act that indicates that they own the the lulo. So so that's important. Um, and and uh, again again also also one last thing we hold when we make the bracha we hold the lulo in the right hand. And the reason why we hold the lulo in the right hand because that has three out of the four. We hold the esrog in the left hand and we hold it together. And and then after with the bracha again we we turn the lulo, the esrog over. And then, of course, the minig is that we do shake it. Uh, one last thing. Some people have a minute to, to make the bracha on lulav and the sukkah. That is not a requirement. Uh, the concept behind it is that we... Um, the concept behind it is that we want to be surrounded by mitzvahs, that we're in the sukkah, which is one mitzvah. Now we have the lulav and the esrog in our hands, which is another mitzvah. It's a similar concept why the... the, the the Shulchan discusses in the Halachas of Hanukkah that we put the menorah by the door opposite the mezuzah, so when you walk through the door, you're surrounded by mezuzah. So that's what the minute is to make a bracha lulav in the sukkah. Again, it's not ma'akev. You don't have to do it. It's certainly okay to make the bracha lulav in the shul, but certainly it's a nice idea to take the lulav and esr into the sukkah, make a bracha, because again, this idea about being surrounded by mezuzah. Okay, there are many more aspects that we need to talk about, but I, I can't get it all in in 10 minutes. All okay. right, so... All right. Yeah? Want to say something? No, 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 no. Huh. no. Okay. So, Mr. Jim, we'll continue Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 9 o'clock next week. We'll stop here, and uh, it'll be up on the podcast if you want to listen to it again or you want to share it with other people. Have a good okay. night.